So we're just going to go uh, for as long as until it's no good. <laughs> Hello, football fans. This is the CBFA Podcast with your regular Shoalice Park field announcers, Grant Pollock and Cole Fortner. I'm James Parks. Let's get to it. Welcome to the CBFA Podcast. Hey, Cole, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Less stuff than I was a second ago. Well, I can start with uh, a website update. I've been having a heck of a time trying to get it updated and everything. Uh, I seem yeah. to break it as often as I as I update it. So um, at least it is viewable right now for the most part. But uh, for some reason, I've lost the schedule page. So we can go over the schedule here, which may help. Yeah. Folks, I'm also able to at least look at the scores and whatnot. Yeah, it'll be a fresh reminder with all the games that happened over the weekend. Sure. Did you guys uh, get to see any at all? No, but I've talked to some people who were there, and there's some neat, neat trends, you know, with the out uh, the three of the four uh, teams from outside the city winning, and we can talk a bit about that. I guess I, I that's pretty good. Sure. Start with the uh, the Raiders beating the Cowboys eight six in the, uh, the yeah game. yeah they're you know got the Raiders and the um, and the Lions uh, beat the Mavericks it? yeah and then the Eagles too so oh yeah the Eagles were big over the Colts yeah and I've just been talking to some of the guys been around the league and they say it's so good for the league to have those teams excel and I might talk a little bit about the problem the Rebels a little bit of a problem but. They expect to be back on Saturday. Oh, I actually managed to get all the scores up. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was at all the games. I managed to get a nice little T-shirt too. Oh, nice. Oh, who, Dan gave you that Patterson or Peterson? Peterson. I should say. Uh, Patterson, Peterson. Yeah, Dan yeah. or somebody in the in the trailer. Should probably put it on. Cool. Yeah, I haven't tried mine on. I got a new one too, so I'll be trying that. What are they? Great Saturday. The, was that it's gray? A, it looked like it was uh, gray and black. black with some red piping. Looks pretty sharp. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, there's like a little divide in the gray and black that's red. Oh, cool. I look forward to getting one. Uh, to me, what caught my eye most uh, from week one was the out-of-town teams. You know, there's 12 teams in the Calgary Bantam Football Association and, uh, you know, four from outside the, the city boundaries. Typically, they don't do as well against the city teams, but but not in week one. And I I think that's good for the league. Don't you guys agree to have well more better teams? And especially if those teams outside the city can be be uh, strong contenders against the so-called you know uh, uh, annual strong teams. I think it's great for the league. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's nice to see it. You know, a, a difference because usually you have those those top teams, I'm not really sure what Bantam is, but I, I know that, you know, like Hilltops and Bulldogs are usually fairly dominant in the higher up levels. So it's, it is nice to see a different set of teams do well, especially early on. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. Any of you, were any of you, uh, did you see any of those games? Uh, like the Cowboys losing to the Raiders. Uh, I thought that, you know, the Airdrie Raiders, I thought that was uh, pretty significant. I'm wondering if any of you saw the game. Was it? Uh... Uh, yeah, I did. I was actually announcing, I announced all four at Hellard. Okay. Um, You're, can you remember anything? Any thoughts? Just uh, Yeah, that was the, that was the morning game. That was, that was an exciting one. It was very, it was very back and forth between both teams and it was it was definitely it seemed like a, a hard fought battle each way yeah um the interesting one is we actually had um our first defensive player of the game in that game uh it was, it was one of the raiders dns almost always in the backfield wow and just cool. coming up absolutely huge and just making life not fun for the cowboys that's good yeah I mean, not good for the Cowboys, but yeah, it's, but it's it's nice to see that early on is. in the season. It is, yeah, because usually yeah. early on you get you know your top receiver, your top quarterback type thing, or running back because you you know, but it's nice to see those different other positions as well excel. Yeah, I, you know, I I have to admit I can't like the Okotoks Eagles. I mean, I. I don't know a heck of a whole lot about them. I'll be quite upfront about that. I mean, but to beat the Colts 56 6, I mean, that's a significant difference. Um, again, were you at that game? Or I guess you did that game as well, or was that uh, that one I did not do? Okay. That was the only one Cole missed. Uh, that was over oh. on field eight in the afternoon. And, and did you happen to see that one? I mean, that score, I, again, I don't know much about the Eagles. Is that is that not surprising? Uh, do you, either of you guys know? I mean, that's that caught my eye anyways. I don't remember how – I feel like the Eagles did somewhat okay last year. They, Yeah. From what I can remember. So it's not too okay. terribly out of the ordinary, I think. But okay. I'm, that also was – That also was the weird season where you know, we were doing nine aside. Yeah, yeah those so cohorts. Yeah. yeah, so it's hard to tell. I think just with, you know – resuming everything back to normal i think it's hard to tell based off of previous stats yeah. and stuff how how teams are going to compare yeah i was just going on your your expertise from the past uh, to uh, to to shed a little more light and uh and then and then the cochran lions beat the mavericks 16 14 again another uh team a, from outside yeah yeah that was a good game too yeah I got to see part of that game. My uh, second half, uh, Mavericks comeback came just a little bit short. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it was the oh, missed, yeah, so it was the, the missed convert that that did it. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They got the convert late because that was the they scored late, ish, and then they tried it for the convert and they missed it. That's right. Yeah. And they that would have tied it. Tie. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, you know, it was a pretty good start to the season. And from Cole, what you were saying, you know, some of those games are very good and we having the, uh, the teams from outside the city winning. So, you know, pretty good start. Yeah. I think the only, the only game that I watched that, you know, wasn't as good of a game was, was the blow up between the stamps and the chiefs. Right. Cause that one stamps were up 42, nothing at half. Wow. If I remember correctly, it might've been 42, eight, but. Yeah, it was the game was done in the first quarter. Yeah, it was it was brutal. 
I was told it was the running game. And maybe you remember the player or two. They were just running up the gut straight up, and they're getting big, big gains, maybe even touchdowns from those from the running game up the middle. Is that is that right? Did I hear that right? Yeah, it was they had number 44, number 43 of the Stampeders that they just handed the ball off to 90% of the time, and they ran up either the middle or around the outside yeah. and yeah. just used their speed to, to dominate. Stampeder running, typical Stampeder football, isn't it, for the Bantams? Running game, you know, just just keep on giving the ball to the big running backs. I guess that's kind of what they've done over the years, and it it's been effective. Well, I mean, yeah, if it works, why not use it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. When I was playing, especially, we had like Baker High School was. They always loved their fly sweep. Yeah, they mastered that thing, and you could not to the point where you couldn't run it against them. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, I remember the St. Francis Browns back in the day too, with Lombala and those, you know, pretty good running backs going back into the the nineties. I guess. I mean, everybody knew what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just beat us, okay? Stop us. You know, we're good. We're good yeah. at what we do. So you're right. And the Stampeders have proved year after year that the running game has been successful. The one, the one thing that concerned me, and I guess it concerns the league, and everybody's looking into it. Of course, the Rebels had a forefoot, uh, just having enough, having a little bit of trouble getting players. Do uh, you guys know anything about that? I, I understand from people I talked to uh, yesterday or today that uh, they should be back on Saturday. They're picking up some players from the uh, Airdrie Raiders who were cut up there. So the Rebels should be up and going. But it's a bit of a problem in recruiting players up in that area, the Northeast area right now. So, uh I remember a year was it last year, or the year before the rebels were, were competitive, but getting, getting players is still a problem. I didn't, I didn't know anything about that game. The, uh, the rebels had a four foot, they had a four foot because they couldn't get enough players on the team. So yeah. Uh, the only thing I heard about it was dream. I think it was the chief Stampeders game. So it was the third game of the day. They ended up having eight referees because they knew about the cancellation before. They just got a somewhere down the line. It just didn't get to the referees. They didn't need the referees for that particular game for the Hilltops and Rebels. So all the other referees migrated over to the Stamps Chiefs game. Oh, really? <laughs> so we had, we had an like abundance a- of referees in that game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I think they had double what they're supposed to. So they all worked. They didn't just stand around and watch. They all they put them to work. To my knowledge, from one day, because yeah, I guess they're getting paid. So yeah, some of them might have left a little bit early, but yeah, that I'm not sure about. And I get you know my other observation from week one is that um, the league feels they're back to normal. I mean, last year with the COVID protocols um, and uh, restrictions and the limited roster and the cohorts and things like this, so. Uh, they feel they got off to a pretty good start, uh, COVID-wise, pandemic-wise, and they're just crossing their fingers and monitoring it each week. So uh, it looks like the season's off on a a good a good start. Let's hope it continues. Unlike the CFL, what's going through it right now there. Yeah, in Edmonton. Yeah. Now we're gonna have to keep an eye on BC. Yeah. Of course, yeah, I don't want to get onto a CFL. Yeah, I know. Here, but, I, but, but that's okay. It's football. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> the CFL is now concerned about their charter flights, right? Their charter flights, will they be under the jurisdiction of the uh, of federal aviation? Because pretty soon, it looks like another month, we all will have to show um, uh, vaccination passport or proof of vaccination to fly domestically. And so CFL teams are on charters. They won't be exempt. So, you know, some teams like the uh, Elks, who aren't 85 percent, that, that could really screw things up. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's a whole different topic. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, uh, that topic kind of does touch on the CBFA um, with the uh, the announcement the the Flames made, uh, I think it was yesterday. With, uh, oh, about going to a game. Yeah, to attend and also for their um, their employees and their volunteers. So our 50-50 volunteers from each of our teams, they send a couple of volunteers to go help with the 50-50 at the Stamps games, and they'll have to do the same. They'll have to show proof of vaccination. So we've been um, getting the word out to our volunteers that, uh, uh, like it or not, this is this is the reality we're faced with. What about um, spectators, people who come to watch? Will they have to show proof? I believe so, yeah. At, wow. at McMahon and at the Settlem, yes. Well, I know that, but what about the CBFA? What about Bantam oh. Games oh, oh, on a Bantam Saturday Games. afternoon? We have not talked about that as, as a, a board. so It's a possibility, uh, isn't it? I mean, that, that could be made law. It, it very well could be. But uh, right now, as of now, that conversation. Yeah. As of happened. now, no, 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 you're right. But I guess it could. I mean, well, I've been to a couple of Stampeder games too. And I have to admit, you know, this is the first time I've been with like 20 odd thousand people sitting close to me. And that, that came to mind. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Have you guys been in that position where you think, is this safe? I don't know. I guess it is. Sometimes the mind, you know overthinks it maybe i know the seating is more spread out at shoulders because sure there are you know it's mostly yeah. just concentrated to parents and close friends type yeah. thing but yeah if you compare it to what you're seeing at mcmahon there's no social distancing at all you yeah. know you've got someone right in front of you someone right behind you people right beside you oh, that yeah. you have no idea who they are and you're like okay yeah I, but then the I, the other thing is it's you know by the time that all gets mandated, you're halfway through. You've already yeah. played over half the games at McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So it's, I don't... it's an interesting, it's an interesting call. Timing was. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Things are changing all the time. I, I, I just thought it was interesting if that could happen at any any venue like a, you know, theaters or anywhere where people could be close together. Are they going to make that? I think it's, it's really to encourage or to force people to get vaccinated. So it may, may happen, but let's just, we'll talk about that. Maybe some other time. I was going to say, or the other thing is too, with the funds and stuff coming from, you know, organizers like the Stampeders and stuff, would that also possibly create, um, almost a hierarchy in a way for, for forcing the lower leagues to also be mandatory vexed. Uh, I think it would, I think that that's a good possibility. Yeah. I, I think it would force the hand handed down. Yeah. 
What's up? Oh, Got interesting times coming up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, those are the things that caught my attention on the on week one. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and we can. Yeah, we're back to normal. Uh, the the teams from outside the city uh, picking up some wins, and the Rebels still having problems on occasion to get enough players. Let's hope that's rectified. So, those are my three takeaways from week one. Coming up uh, this Saturday, we've got some interesting matchups. Um, starting with the Mavericks and the Raiders. And that followed by uh, Lions, Hilltoppers, Rebels at Cowboys, Colts at Chiefs, Bulldogs at the Eagles, and Wildcats at the Stampeders. Should be some interesting matchups there, especially with how week one turned out. Yeah. Did the Wildcats play on the weekend? I didn't. See. Yeah, they beat the Bulldogs twenty-five thirteen. Oh, I missed that one. Okay. Their their air game, their air game wasn't looking as as good as it was last year. Is Dickinson's kid still yeah. quarterback in that team? Yeah. Yeah, Cooper's still QBing for. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say compared to compared to last year, their. Aerial game didn't look as much of a threat in week one against the Bulldogs. That was another yeah. game. That was a uh, Bulldogs got up 13 nothing in that game, and the Wildcats yeah. came back to win it. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I wish I was there to watch some of those. Uh, I look forward to getting there for week three when I can sort of start watching some more games up close and have, you know, better mm. comments on what yeah. goes on. It's hard to comment when you're not there. That's true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> On the outside of knowledge, yeah. 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 Nobody, Cole, you're not making this out weekend either, are you? I no, guess all I'm, of us. I'm out of town. Yeah, me too. So I'll I'm be able to take in two games anyways. I'll be there for the afternoon games at Hellard. Um, most likely Hellard. So um, Good. one of the things uh, uh, Dan was saying in his, his – uh, scheduling email for timekeepers and uh, announcers is we don't have any announcers. So um, I, uh, I told him I would, I would try if he, if he wanted to, uh, to give me a shot. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, maybe when people start watching this in a few, when are you putting this up? Because when people start uh, seeing this, maybe they'll want to volunteer. Oh, perhaps they will. There that you would go. be great. There you go. Well, um, I do know there is a as a contact or reach out to uh, SATE for current SATE students. Oh, good. Good. Possibly see if any of them will be interested. Because I mean, that's how I found out about it. So, how many booth announcers? Is it just the two of us? Yeah. Is that pretty much it? Two of yeah, us all year. Wow. You need at least one or two more. Yeah. He's, Dan said that ideally there'd be five. Oh, five. Total. Yeah. Ideally, yeah, ideally. Okay, okay. So, everybody out there watching this and you want to uh, have some fun, yeah, what do they do? Who do they call? I guess they call it uh, Dan Peterson. Who do they uh... actually, if they want to, uh, they can email me uh, at there you uh, go, cbfapr at gmail.com and I'll make sure that they get in touch with Dan, okay, or Dan gets in touch okay. with them, yeah. And salary have, and salaries negotiated. Just have to have microphone <laughs> knowledge and you know clean music. Yeah. That's right. Clean right. music That's is right. important. 
<laughs> when they asked me to, when they told me, when they asked me to do it a couple of years ago, and they said, I got to bring music. I had no idea what they were talking about. I said, well, I bring my albums. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to have all, all, all that. So I had to get a lot of young people to show me how to do it. Now, now it's fun. Now it's, I, I have a, I have a, they could burn some CDs. But yeah, I know. But I was going to bring my old my 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 all my album collection, of course. No, I I do the old. uh, I I can do it now. I'm 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 okay with it now. Actually, some of the guys on the board could have come up with a an old turntable for you. I'm sure they all got one in their basement. I started in radio. That's what we used to do: the old turntables and cue it. It was great. Anyways, awesome. You get a lot off topic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's right well uh, does anybody have anything else i mean just overall from what i was able to to watch while announcing the games like week week one opened up extremely well like the first two games between cowboys and raiders and mavericks and lions like i, I think it was mavericks and lions were the second game that i watched um like they were nail biters throughout pretty much and it was back and forth strategy based games and they were they were close games throughout um and obviously Stan Peters coming out so strong in in their game I don't know how reflective that is on the Chiefs at all but yeah. again the Wildcats ball, Bulldogs game was another another good high intensity game so it's it's going to be interesting to see how teams are able to progress with just how nicely week one started that's that's great to hear and great comments i mean mm-hmm. um you know if 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 um, a season starts off where there's blowouts or just teams just not being competitive it's not good mm-hmm. so f- from what you just said and from what you saw that's great that's a great start and um you know, after what we went through last year with the uh, the shortened benches and cohorts and all that kind of stuff, I think I think we got off to a great start. Well, the other nice thing too is it's we've already been able to see um, strong players on both sides of the ball. I think the Bulldogs as well had a defensive player of the game. Mm. Um, one of their I want to say linebackers, but I feel like that's incorrect. Was a huge defensive threat all over the defensive side of the ball, getting sacks and everything. And yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to see um, that so early. And yeah, there's another. There's one on the early, one of the early morning games too, the second morning game as well that had. Or it might have been the first. It might have been one of the Cowboys defensive players as well that was really strong as well. I guess that's kind of typical, right? When the season starts, you have those defensive players, you know, shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw that in the CFL again, too, with no preseason games. The, the the offenses were really slow to get going until like maybe week three. So, yeah, um, yeah so that's great. Defensive players shining. And I think we'll see the uh, offenses maybe get a little better. But mm-hmm. uh, great stuff and great observation by you. Yeah, hopefully, you know, teams move away from the run game a little bit more. and yeah work on their aerial game because that was working for some teams. Yeah. Good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, I look forward to week two and I'll be out there for the first time week three and week four and five. So I'll have a little more uh, knowledge and I envy that you were able to watch all those games and have a little bit more of a feel for it. So mm-hmm. 
Great stuff. I know they were good fun. Right on. Well, thanks very much, guys. I appreciate your time tonight. And um, yeah, look forward to talking to you next time. Yeah, this is just the start. This is good. And uh, when things heat up and we get to know the names and the players and all that stuff and there's uh, trends going on, it'll be more fun to talk about. Rebels, get your team together and let's get a lot of players out there. Yeah. Get a full league going. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot.